Hey family, welcome to the Blank Canvas podcast. My name is Onalin Natover and I'm super super thrilled to have you on the show. Wouldn't it be nice if life came with a manual? I bet it would. But sadly, life doesn't come with a manual. And half the time, we are left wondering, trying to figure life out. And of course, no one has it figured out. However, wisdom comes by learning from others' mistakes or exhibit A, our own mistakes. Hence, this podcast. It's basically geared upon sharing life insights on relationships, religion, holistic health, lifestyle, purpose, culture, and entrepreneurship. Please expect with each and every episode different things like storytelling, guest conversations, and practical wisdoms on how to navigate life. Hey guys, welcome, welcome back. I'm so, so excited to be hosting you guys once more. And in today's episode, we are talking money, money, money. Hey, it's not funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> Honestly, though, I understand how money can be such a sensitive issue for many of us. For, of course, various reasons. I also do understand how the pandemic may have affected our finances to a greater length. So I thought it would be timely and relevant to talk about managing our finances a little better than yesterday, maybe. Especially with regards to dealing with debt. Given the unprecedented times we live in, I can only imagine on how working on this uncharted path can sometimes feel like we are constantly on autopilot and an emotional roller coaster of fear and anxiety that we end up mounting our debt without even realizing it. So I truly hope that today's episode will be both insightful and feeling to your ears. But I hope that for the most part, it challenges you to manage your finances a little better. Money, money, money in my pocket. Money, money, I know how to count it. Money, money, money in my pocket. Money, money, I know how to count it. Money, money, money in my pocket. Money, money, I know how to count it. Money, money, money in my pocket. Money, money, I know how to count it. So, the first step in managing your finances or dealing with debt is being self-aware of your money personality. So, your money personality simply explains why you spend and save money the way you do in your day-to-day life. Knowing your money personality can also help you understand how to make money work for you, how to save more, and overall, how to make smarter financial choices. So before we delve into today's topic, I just want us to unpack these different money personalities that are out there and I hope that it will help you understand yourself better as to why you handle money the way you do. The first money personality that's out there is a saver. So savers rarely spend money impulsively. They would oftentimes review bargains prior making a purchase. They avoid debt and credit cards at all costs, mainly because they hate paying interests. They live off a strict, strict budget. The second um, uh, money personality trait that we have is 
big spenders. So big spenders are basically people who are status conscious. They spend money on things that give an impression of affluence and success. So things like expensive cars, having a home in a better suburb or overseas um, holidays, such things. Um, does it mean that they're materialistic people? No, but it just means that they place high value on possessions. So we would usually deem them as impulse spenders. And then we have what we call shoppers. So shoppers are um, people who enjoy spending money, even on things that they don't need. So oftentimes, shoppers are also deemed as um, emotional spenders. So by that means, if they're having a bad day, they wake up and decide, um, I'm just going to buy myself a pair of sneakers or a pair of jeans just to f- make myself feel good, you know? Um, and they also develop emotional ties to spending and receiving money. So this means that their mood often dips or increases based on their bank account. Shoppers aren't necessarily clueless about their debt. And oftentimes they're even very much aware of the debt that they are incurring. But the only problem for them is that they are, able, they are unable to separate their emotions from their spending habits. And then we have what we call a debtor. So a debtor is a person who spends more than they earn. So usually they incur a lot of debt and are usually drenched in a lot of debt as well. So these people thrive on buying things out of credit, um, buying things with overdrafts and all that. Um, They are spending more than they earn. And then the last one is an investor. So an investor is a person who is future-oriented and conscious of their finances. They oftentimes may suffer from um, paralysis by analysis. So this basically means that um, they overthink a lot. And as a result of that, they never get to experience a buyer's remorse. So a buyer's remorse is when you've bought something and then you realize days later that, hey, actually, I shouldn't have bought that, you know. Um, or on the downside, they may miss out on opportunities because of their overthinking. So miss out on, miss out on opportunities such as um, invest investment deals that may be out there or something. And because they, they haven't carefully thought or they're still carefully thinking it through, um, it drags the process for them to actually make um, a decision at, at a given time. So oftentimes their actions are driven by careful decision making. I hope that um, that gives you a glimpse of who you are as a person um, and that you get to understand yourself better and as to why you spend money the way you do. Now into the big deal. One would ask, is debt evil? Many times God's people were urged to lend to the needy. And we find that in Deuteronomy 15, 7 to 8, which says that if anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns God is giving you. Do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need. If we also read Matthew 5.42, it says that give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. For me personally, borrowing should be an indication of serious financial trouble 
or economic hardship and not for self-indulgent motives. So basically, it should be for more meaningful things like your inability to um, meet your basic life needs and the likes. So my answer to your question is debt evil. I would arguably say that debt is a morally neutral concept because I don't think that God would suggest help that is wrong for us to receive. But also debt, just like other aspects of economic life, can be abused by both the lender and the borrower. So therefore, care must be taken to use debt wisely. And of course, um, a lot of people argue it out to say there's good and bad, and, and bad debt as well. Which I think, I, I keep an open mind, um, but I vouch for people leading a debt-free life. But I understand that life circumstances sometimes do not allow us to lead a debt-free life. So how does one ensure that they exercise caution when dealing with debt? I think a couple of reasons could be given, but the first one would be that you must ensure that you are not mounting up or incurring debt at all. What I mean by that is, if you were to have debt, ensure that it's um a debt that's um going to give you better returns and you don't have many debts that you, you are drenched in them that you will not even be able to pay them back up. Um, and then the second thing you have to distinguish what is a good and what is a bad debt. So a bad debt is basically a debt that's, um, that's spent on things that are not durable, things that will not bring you any future returns. So it could be things like credit cards, personal loans or store cards, um, Anything that you can think of that's a bad debt. Um, and then a good debt, a good debt is stuff like student loans where it you are usually actually making an investment in your future. So the skills that you would acquire in the studies would enhance your future earnings, you know. Um, so it's a good debt. And then bank loans, getting a bank loan to probably invest in property, that's a good debt as well. Um However, I should say that a car is never ever a good investment. Um, if you are looking at it from a creation of a wealth creation perspective, but I mean it, it's arguable. There are a couple of reasons why I'm saying that, but yeah, a car is you should never get in debt to actually get a car. I think most of us had been um exposed if we are not those people who are knee deep in debt um where you've seen how debt has taken a toll on these people's emotions um if not how it's affected their the marriage um like finances can be a major source spot in relationships actually so um such things where because of debt um probably it's led to a strain in their relationship um or just someone that you grew up seeing that was not managing their finances so well that um, they ended up in mounting up debt and then next thing, life was just sour and... And, 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 right? <laughs> um, but yeah, for the most part, I think that has been an observation for many of us. Um, and like, I, I think for me, this was like a light bulb moment for me growing up. Proverbs 22, 7, it says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a servant 
in other versions it says that the borrower is a slave to the lender i was like what <laughs> i mean i don't want to be anyone's slave um you know but that's basically what happens when you are indebted when you are owing someone that's basically what happens regardless of whether your debt levels are manageable debt is always costly and it prevents you from building your wealth so when you're indebted you are not in control of your money your creditors are actually the people that are manipulating you like a puppet on a string. Imagine. In essence, your money is not working for you. You are working for, you you are basically working to make money that you have already spent. However, I'd suggest that if you are in this situation where you are drenched in debt and you are barely breathing, I'd suggest that you grab the situation by its horns and start digging yourself out of debt while implementing actions that will prevent you from going furthermore into debt in the future. And of course, if your situation is a lot worse than you can no longer service your debts, I suggest that it's time you came clean to probably your creditors and be honest and offer a payback plan. You know, it could be in small amounts, like on a monthly basis until the debt is redeemed. Um, scripture also reminds us that in Psalms thirty-seven twenty-one that the wicked borrow and they do not repay. I'm sure that um, you are a person with personal convictions and you, you don't want to borrow people's money or you don't want to use credits and stuff and not be able to repay them. So these are just a few things that I think might help you in dealing with your debt. Um, like... Um, at least try to make a list of all your debt, um, noting the outstanding balance, um, the monthly repayment amount that's due and the interest thereof, the interest rate thereof. Um, I think that in general, that should give you a bigger picture and help you find ways to tackle it. And then secondly, at least try to scrutinize each account to see exactly what you are being charged for every month. So this could be probably on your life insurance account or like um, clothing retailers account, you know, these credit cards where um, I know with credit cards, some of them have like um, stuff like club memberships where maybe you might be paying for extra stuff like magazines, which of which you really don't need. Um, so maybe try to scrutinize what um, what are you benefiting from the account and what's really not serving any purpose to you. And then um, the third one, Try to draw up a plan eradicating your debt. So at least list your debt from smallest to largest and then try to pay them off. Um, and then try to pay them off like um, on a monthly basis. Uh, let's say maybe you, you decide maybe you're going to pay from, you're going to start paying off the smallest one or the largest one until the entire debt has been redeemed and once it's redeemed, please ensure that if it's a credit card or something, you cut the card and discard it altogether. Don't ever use it again. Um, I I think one of the biggest things that I've learned um from my mom. I mean, I know credit cards are good for credit scores and stuff, but at least try to have one if if you're to own one. You know, that's something that I've learned from my mom. She's like, having a credit card does not help. Says um, it's nice taking but when you have to pay it's actually it's not so nice you know so i think since then i'd learned that uh, maybe i don't need a credit card um and i've stuck my varsity life without a credit card um 
I think I'd only gotten it like later in life when when really yeah, I, I had to like build a credit score. But I mean, the best advice would be at least if you're to own one, have one, but the other ones try to pay them off and close them off. And then the last but not least would be try smart spending. So by this, I mean, before buying something, at least give yourself 24 hours just to go think about it if you really need it or it's just, it was probably just an impulse or an emotional feeling that you had at the time and you really didn't need that. And you'll find that sometimes you really don't need those things or you don't even have the money <laughs> to get that thing. Um. So yeah, do that. Or things like, doing your nails um and not always going to get a manicure on a weekly basis i I know weekly could be probably a bit extreme could be things like um not getting a manicure on a regular basis you know and then the other one would be packing your own lunch or lunch box for work instead of buying lunch every day i mean small things like that um they are very consuming um like also buying coffee every day at work it's quite consuming you know, um, and try things like sharing lifts or rides with, with a colleague to cut down on petrol costs as well, if possible. Um, use things like loyalty cards um, to endpoints and stuff. Um, compare deals before buying. Like if you've seen a better bargain, rather go for a cheaper one um, and not and not kill yourself over... <laughs> um, a brand that's more or less the same as something that you had seen in a different store, you know. So compare bargains. Um, and then last but not least, have a budget in place. <laughs> I know a lot of people. Like the other day, I posed a question on Instagram asking if people have a, a budget and if not and stuff. And probably ninety percent didn't have a budget. Um. I'm not bashing on anyone. I think we we manage our finances differently. But I also f- I've learned over time that having a budget actually helps you track where your money goes. Um, so maybe try it for a month and see if it's going to work for you, you know. And that's about it. <laughs> I'm so excited to have shared some of these insights with you. Like I said, we are sharing life insights on all these stuff. Um, do I deem myself to know better? No. Um, but I personally think that some of the things that I've gone through and I've learned and through observations and interaction with interactions with other people, um, I'm able to to share and of course rope in as many people as possible to come and share some of their insights as well as to how they do things um and if you can learn a thing or two why not um so anyway that was just my two cents take it or leave it it's entirely up to you but um i hope that i hope that um you learn we 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 make better financial choices um that we we lead a debt free life and that we we are just so uh, um we are financially literate basically that's what i'm trying to say and yeah anyway i could speak the whole day <laughs> it was nice guys um sharing these insights i'm really really swamped about it and thanks for your constant support thanks for the reviews Thanks for sharing with your loved ones and until next time, bye.